0: Did I get hello here? and welcome back to philosophers moon it's just in apparently you are 20% more attractive than you think you are to other people let's actually think about what is it that makes someone truly attractive mm. confidence Duh. to me I find it extremely attractive when someone really knows themselves well because i genuinely believe you can only know like the people around you as well as you know yourself and so when someone really like seems to understand who they are to you know a nice depth uh it hints that they could also know you that well and that's cool you know it's I guess it's also just that truth is attractive so if someone truly knows themselves it means they're also being honest with themselves which is so important being in the moment that is super attractive when someone admits they're wrong that's always sexy the other thing is all of us have some traits that are just totally unattractive um and you know what acceptance is a gift and once you accept your unattractive traits, you can change them. Or whatever, no one has to be 100% attractive, okay? Yes, I do, uh. All right, honestly, striving for perfection is a terrible idea, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Because we all know as we become grown-ups, that there is no such thing as perfect, really, unless you decide something is perfect despite all of its little flaws (laughs) and that's the perception shift right there that really it benefits you the most to have the skill of like fully appreciating things in life people in life scenarios whatever sectors of life (laughs) uh appreciating them despite none of it being perfect because um if you can only appreciate something when it's like almost perfect or something, well then, oh God, you are really um, missing out. I'm someone who I, I I always find I'm happiest when the people around me are happy. And then I find I put myself in the position of wanting to you know, make sure everyone else is having a good time because then I can have a really good time, you know? And if you're someone who's always having a good time and easily appreciating things even if like you know there's a delay people are late something went wrong someone's you know having a hard time whatever and you can still i don't know be present and appreciate those moments anyway oh my god i i'm sure i love you <laughs> i foresee you having a very good time in your near future that's the thing about reality is Good and bad things are happening non-stop all the time. I kid you not. All the time, the most terrible, horrific things and the most gorgeous, like awe-inspiring things and all happening like pow, 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 pow. And so it really just matters what you're tuned into, where your attention is, what you're perceiving. The world's chaotic and uh, all we can do is t- be the love and light in our hearts. (laughs) That is so something your mom would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell myself I'm not the only one who thinks about how weird the world really is. I mean, of course not, but then I think, well, actually a lot of people probably don't even get a chance to think about how weird the world really is because so much darn stuff is always happening to distract you from thinking anything. Everything starts becoming a reaction and you lose yourself to the chaos. That's part of the fun though, right? <laughs> I think it's fun to observe how weird and funky the world really is. I act like it's not all I know. <laughs> it's funny because we're all just visiting, right? But we act like it's so much more than that. You know, fighting for ownership of the world, world domination, fighting for a spot to leave a signature You know, supply and demand. all we know this weird little game called life where we're just we're all like having internal struggles everything it kind of feels like it's self-inflicted I mean especially so if we're going from the frame of mind that everyone is one big thing then of course everything is self-inflicted the suffering and the trauma and the problems but But hey, it's all for the opportunity to grow and be better at loving, right? Loving ourselves, loving one another. I just wish we could like fast forward to, you know, the time period in humanity's evolution where everything is just so love, love injected. You know, can we turn down the trauma and the self-hate and the insecurities and the all the that stuff. I love how exciting this world is, though, that anything can happen. It really, like... It, okay, wait, wait, wait. That just reminded me of a conversation I had with my parents the other day about how uh, they told us in science class, when I was in, like, fourth grade, that it's possible to just have spontaneous combustion. That, like, literally you could, as a human being, just light up in flames it just spontaneously it's just a random scientific phenomena and uh, i was talking about this with my parents and they were like yeah totally that is a thing we learned that too and i was like there's no way that's a real thing and so i pull up google and i look up you know spontaneous combustion wikipedia I dig into it more and it was it was literally based on like two events in like the 40s the 1940s or something um and it was like the forensic team could not rule out spontaneous combustion despite you know like obvious cigarettes being smoked and alcohol ingested and things that are obviously like far more likely to be the cause of a fire (laughs) anyone knows of like true spontaneous combustion actually happening to a human being in real life Please let me know because I just there's no way, right? <laughs> Maybe this is what I was getting at about how like the anything can happen. I mean, the force of will, like at any at any moment that is in the present now, you, me, anybody we know, could literally just do anything. They could. No. Duh. go on a run they could jump out a window they could do not create jump out a window. new things to put out into the world they you know they, anything could happen a meteor could strike we could all you know go into zombie apocalypse mode and okay honestly since i was like you know very little frankly like first grade even i actually totally remember having f- sentiments of it would be cool if You know a fire actually happened at school you know we we did fire drills and stuff or earthquake drills as well even though I grew up in Illinois where earthquakes don't happen there tornadoes tornadoes do okay but I actually like kind of had a bit of a like hope that some big thing would happen some big event that would require you know we, we all, us kids and friends, we have to use our real powers and resources to survive. And I think everyone has a little bit of a curiosity or infatuation with the idea that when disaster strikes, you know, you're like really put to the test and to the challenge where everyone has to come together and create some kind of method of how to deal with the terrible thing happening. And it's it's awful. I do not wish disasters on anyone, but at the same time... I feel like there is a good portion of people that kind of low-key want the bad thing to happen, so we all have to, like, you know, respond and deal with it to the best of our ability. It's kind of like, it's kind of like video games and, um, you know, Doomsday Preppers, low-key, they fantasize about doomsdays. It's, they're, like, excited for it. Anything can happen, so what? Well, come on, I'm all curious where this storyline is going covid blah 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 where what are we where's the world going well wherever it's going let's all just you know love the f out of the future whatever it is it's all that's the best that's the best reaction i think okay let's just carry on to part two i see it in part one we see you in a second. <laughs> Growing up, The Lion King was one of my favorite Disney movies. And as an adult, I think about it often. Particularly of couple scenes. There's the scene with Rafiki. He, like, whacks Simba on the head. And he's like, oh, yes, the past can hurt. But you can either learn from it or run from it. And then there's the scene, you know, with Mufasa in the clouds being like, Remember who you are. Remember. I hate the scene when Mufasa dies in the stampede. It's so sad. Anyways, there's so much that happens in life from obviously when you're a kid watching The Lion King to, you know, a 27-year-old adult. When, you know, we're growing up, we're trying on so many different masks and behaviors and we're inventing ourselves as we're going along and, like, we can often find ourselves... Uh, unaware that we're reacting to trauma in our past or bullying in our past or uh, just the things you haven't identified with an adult mind um, that you're running from and by running from it's not like literal you're it's just that within yourself you are avoiding or ignoring Uh, a certain behavioral pattern you might be doing as a coping mechanism because identifying the root of it, it it can be painful. So that's when I like to think of the Lion King. I like to think of Mufasa being like, remember who you are. (laughs) Because uh, once you're an adult, it's almost like you've got to unlearn different things you've picked up along your journey that actually never served you, was never actually who you were, was never a part of your energy and is just negative. I think most of the time we have no idea that we've even adopted some negative traits we never associate associated associated, associated with ourselves. <laughs> I think they call this phenomenon repression. I suppose it's a beneficial survival technique. But ideally, the world has become so advanced and complex, the evolution. I mean, ideally, the idea is that humans don't have to repress anymore. We shouldn't be that uh, out of sync with each other that we uh, lie to ourselves to survive, you know, like society brushing stuff under the rug because it's hard to deal with life. I mean, it should definitely be a goal of humanity to evolve society to a point that is healing all of the ancient trauma we've accumulated for freaking thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years. <laughs> now nah, I'm just thinking about, like, what kind of trauma could we as a species still be carrying around from, like, I don't know, our amoeba stage? <laughs> Always the best tool for healing is forgiveness. If everyone in the world, literally every single leader, person, nobody, somebody, whatever, if everyone just forgave everyone and we all just started clean, there wasn't you know this kind of backlog of vengeance and trauma. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be so great? take a moment and forgive yourself for all the dumb things you've ever done in life (laughs) truly it's most important to forgive yourself because otherwise wow so you you have to spend all the time you have with yourself all the time truly and if you resent yourself that's that's just really heavy to walk around with every single day You absolutely deserve forgiveness, no matter who you are, I promise. And every day you wake up is a new day to become the person that you have always wanted to be, always should be, always could be. But if you're being bogged down by past events, traumas, repressions, shame, you're not gonna get to be that person. I just, I totally think everyone should be the person they want to be, that's what we all want for everyone, right? Maybe I don't know who I want to be. Well, that's great, thanks for the honesty because that's really important. You gotta truly like envision and decide your core values, of course, to actually embody the thing you want to be, right, I figure everyone wants to be a source of love. To me, it's really important to be authentic from a place of love. That's like where I'm at. I just want to be a source of love that is authentic and true, humble, and full of light. Yeah, you know, like a reminder that life doesn't have to be serious. When it gets too serious, it gets too pressured and it gets just for what? For why? You will always be your hardest critic, your worst enemy. And all the haters outside of you, well, you know, you just have to acknowledge that they do not see what you see. And that makes sense because you're creating whatever it is and they're hating on it, probably out of jealousy. Jealousy is the worst. What an ugly little monster. If you find yourself being a critic, a hater, or just jealous... (laughs) It's such a sign to, like, recoup, bring your attention back to yourself, love yourself because you're feeling like you're lacking, and that's never fun. I feel like this is definitely getting stale, so I'm gonna go on a run, and I'm gonna go dance, and then I'll come back. This is a friendly, is reminder, a friendly reminder that you can be whoever you want, you want to be, and I, believe, and believe, in I believe in you. Whenever I make tea, I like to imagine I'm in, like, a Studio Ghibli film, you know, it's anime, And, like, pour the hot steaming tea in the cup. And then you'd sip it all. Ooh, life is just so whimsical. So on my run, I have found a, like, secluded patch of grass where I feel comfortable just dancing to the music in my headphones because I feel like, well, no one's watching, right? And otherwise I'm self-conscious that I look like a crazy person. But I have found so much benefit in, like, freestyle dancing like just however I feel like I want to dance you're like dancing when no one's looking like it's a real thing it feels really good to express the energy in your body that way Um, and music can be so emotional and you can like just really feel okay doggo side note one of my favorite activities it's like um, you know, like a drink with friends and then you got you just start barking at each other, you know, like fun banter or like a debate and you start getting loud and you're just like rah, 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 rah. <laughs> It like probably actually sounds like that. Uh, you just complain about life and get it all out in the open, you know. Anytime I feel like sad or lonely, I think about how there's obviously so many other people who feel way more sad and way more lonely than I do but also just so many people that I am sure are on a similar chapter as me and then that space for brilliant new connections and ways of loving life in new ways. So many ways. (laughs) You just imagine someone who's never been sad, lonely, upset, in pain of some kind, they, whoever that person is, I don't know if that even exists, but it, they, how could they possibly understand anyone? They must just think everyone's crazy because if they've never experienced sadness, it must make no sense to them. I hate being sad. Actually, I kind of like being sad. It's kind of perverse in a way because it's not like I enjoy being sad, obviously, because you know, it's not usually a state of mind you want to stay long in, but... There is something very poetic and deep about it. It has such like a well of purity. The sadness, the the anguish, the longing, the you know it and it, it really does connect you with so many other people because it, it is something that everyone has to deal with at different points in life, different days, different months, whatever. But yet I am definitely someone who tries to hide my sadness. I think of it as something that no one else should have to deal with my sadness and I don't know if that comes from just feeling like I want to uplift people and therefore why should I expose them to the depths of my despair. (laughs) But it's ironic because of how good I feel about myself when I can be there for someone who's vulnerable enough to show me their, you know, true sadness. (laughs) that they're dealing with, you know, they're not covering it up. I love to be there for those moments. And then that I am so unwilling to expose my own is telling. I really subscribe to the idea that it's best to just not even expect to be understood. And it's great to go out of your way to try to understand. But uh, God, does it feel good to be understood? So cheers to um, understanding that we all have misunderstandings. And don't let it make you nervous or anxious because nobody does have it all figured out and nobody should have it all figured out because this is a never ending story. (laughs) We will continue to try and figure something out forever. To infinity and beyond okay now it's time for philosopher's poem this one is called fate's escapades by blair me (laughs) she's playing but not a player all of this is in an arcade you're meant to laugh meant to relax but keep it clean it's swayed on her knees she prayed for the destiny the fate the answer to what it she is, outside the masquerade. The thing with fate is it's something you have to persuade. It's having fun. It's busy dancing. It doesn't care if or when you disobeyed. She's all like, is Mercury retrograde? Always looking to the stars, demanding answers, an explanation, an exchange, a deal, some kind of trade. But they only wink and sparkle, casting away light, And it ricochets. She puts another token in the slot, sipping her lemonade. This game of destiny, she hopes, cannot be overplayed. That's the end of episode three, guys. Thank you so much for listening to me moan. (laughs) Take your time, appreciate your loved ones, and have a fantastic day. Much love and hope to come back. Thanks.